What a long, strange, lucrative trip it's been. One more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Size never into the Grateful Dead. I tried a couple of times and just couldn't figure out what the, all the hubbub was. Yeah, I don't and know. Then just, and then just kind of put it out of my mind. I just, you know, whatever. I tried that. I don't dig it. That's fine. I don't dig lots of things. Well, I got a friend who's an enormous deadhead. And then I've become a big fan of the Grateful Dead through John Mayer. That, a weird way to end up back in it. But so now I've gotten into it and then going backwards to some of the older stuff and listen to that, whatever. But anyway, so John Mayer is now with uh, with the, the Grateful Dead and they call themselves Dead and Company and they're touring and it's the it's by far the most critically and financially successful thing they've done since Jerry Garcia died. Not even close with some of their other mm. things that they've attempted. Uh, a point of fact, I would like to have gone to the show on, uh, they played Friday and Saturday night to kick off this year's touring, and they were not too far from me. Hour plus drive, I could have been there, but my life doesn't really allow for that. But so, with the wonders of technology, I logged on to YouTube and watched the first set live with fantastic sound and video and everything like that. Wow. It's cool that they can do that now. And I did a little reading about the uh, the tour. The Grateful Dead, this is this is what, you know, the whole baby boomer thing has done to music. With an average ticket price of $200, oh. almost $200, not quite, but almost, oh. average ticket price, and they sold 40,000 tickets over the weekend in these two concerts. So that's $8 million. <laughs> oh, my God. For two nights in Mountain View, California. Not even a particularly big place, but um, $8 million. I don't know how that gets split up with everybody, but I know they're playing the Hollywood Bowl, I think, tonight, tomorrow night or whatever, but they're doing lots of shows. That's a lot of money coming Wow, in. that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, well, you know what? It's it's crazy. It's the free market at work. There are plenty of bands that are absolutely wonderful, but their fan base is thinking $200 sounds like my rent, Yeah, not a concert ticket. So they just, they could never, ever charge that. That's wild. Well, I get it though. I'm I'm totally fine with that. And the most infamous example was probably uh, the the Hamilton tickets in New York that Lin Manuel Miranda finally decided scalpers are getting six hundred bucks a ticket, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a ticket. Screw it. That's what we're charging. Why would I give the scalper most of the profits? Yeah, that's that's really a good. And he point. set aside tickets for people who couldn't afford them too, which was a cool gesture. But that's a really good point because if you're gonna think you know my my favorite actor whoever it is you're into is sold out because they're charged so much yeah. if the tickets will go for that much why should scalpers get them right and if they will go for that much they will go right. for that much sure there, yeah. there's that many people yeah. willing to spend on average two hundred dollars to see the dead in company if you were charging eighty dollars a ticket they would just get sold to those people right exactly and and like i said it's it's not like a theoretical concept if the market will bear a thousand dollars per ticket everybody with the three hundred dollar ticket will say i'm gonna make seven hundred dollars and they'll sell their tickets i don't you know at this point in my life i'd have to make a hell of a lot to give up like i don't know some coveted ticket that i was really excited about but did you have had some Grateful Dead uh, connections, don't you, Marshall? Oh, yeah. Over the years, certainly have. I've been twirling with some of the best of them over the years. <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them, we were at the Fillmore, we were Mountain View, a uh, number of different venues. But, uh, and I, I actually saw the Dead 
maybe a year or two before Jerry Garcia passed away. Now, how how good were they at various stretches, not to go too far down the road of Grateful Dead, uh, but, but I just listening to some of the live stuff, and they put out tons of live albums. Yeah. Some of that early 70s stuff is freaking unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, how, they, how they get their vocal harmonies that good, right? yeah. I can't even imagine, especially with the technology of the time. Yeah. But then some of the later stuff is not, and no. I just wondered if they went through periods where... You know, one or more of them were so messed up that, or they didn't care. Right. Well, uh, the '70s stuff. You're right. It was really good. Towards the end, especially when I saw him about a year or so before Jerry passed, uh, he was kind of just going through the motions. In fact, a friend of mine told me he actually had a teleprompter to see the lyrics or oh, really? read the lyrics. Now I don't well, know if that's got a true lot or of not. Songs. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, but it was. It didn't have the same spark. Bob yeah. Weir, the other, the lead singer guy from uh, Grateful Dead, he's right. in GQ this month, and he did a long interview, and he says he was on the East Coast right. uh, when Jerry Garcia died on the West Coast at a rehab. Right, and he says he had a dream that night that Jerry Garcia, he and he crosses Jerry Garcia's path in the room, and Jerry Garcia looks through him, and he gets some sort of feeling about him, and he woke up, and then he got the news that Jerry Garcia died. Mm-hmm. So he believes he got some sort of message. Right, and then when he was doing this thing with uh, John Mayer when they started a couple of years ago, he was floating above the stage and looking down and realizing that it's bigger than him, and this whole Grateful Dead <laughs> thing is going to go on long after he's passed. So. I don't know if that's just a high artist talking. or That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that to me. It's got all the trappings of that. little medical, you know, puffer too, yeah. Not to yeah. get too into music trivia yeah. and or it's Bob Ware who for years Jerry Garcia made feel inadequate. Um, thinking, F you, now we're making money, you stoned idiot. I'm not saying he'd put it that strongly. There would be a little bit of, uh, I made $8 million over the weekend as the Bob Weir led Grateful Dead. There'd have right. to be some of that in you. Sure, a little bit. You know, uh, I saw Jerry Garcia's last show. And seriously, this is not a setup to one of my many uh, attempts right? at humor. No, I actually did in Chicago. Um, wow. I fell asleep halfway through it. Now, somebody might say fell asleep. You passed uh, out. Yeah. No, it was a hot summer yeah, day, and we'd right. been getting after it since fairly early, and we were seated far away, and it was kind of boring. And I fell asleep. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> if you got to haunt me, do it. Well, I, teach me uh, while you're down here, teach yeah. me how to play the banjo. Well, I've been to, I mean, I don't know what that show is like, but I've been to shows where it doesn't look like yeah. the musicians give a crap. Right. And uh, especially later in their careers, they're either messed up or just don't care. And I think, why did I pay so much? Why am I sitting here? You don't care. Why should I care? It's I very annoying. What, and if at this point in my life, if my band was playing a football stadium, I wouldn't show up. <laughs> There's no friggin' point. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Okay, so I'm watching it on TV. I'm watching it on a giant screen. Why? So I could tell my friends I'm there. I'm spending $350 for a ticket so I could tell my friends I went, so I'm cool. I don't know. I just... I'm beyond that. Or, or maybe I've just realized I'm not cool, so there's no point in trying. <laughs> An $8 million haul on the opening weekend of your tour. That's amazing. Yeah. Per- particularly for a bunch of guys in their 70s and John Mayer. I don't know if they have some younger sidemen. Forgive me if uh, if I'm not hip to the current Base status. Base guy's but... youngish, but I, I don't have. I wonder. I don't have any idea how they Phil split Lashes? that money. How old's he? Uh, the bass player's some black guy. Phil is not uh, playing with him. No. Really? I don't know. Is he all right? Unless he's Has black. anybody is, checked on is him? Is Phil Lesh a young black guy? Because I don't actually know. He used to Maybe he's like Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's figured out he's black. <laughs> 
is is uh, Mickey Mickey Hart still playing with him? Do you know? Is he one of the two drummers? Yeah. Why do they have yeah. two drummers? They've always had two drummers. Oh, why? Uh, that's What's not the point? what he asked. Uh, Answer the question. Is there a point to it? They look like they're doing the same thing. It adds to your percussive choices. Stereo. Yeah, I don't know. Similar to like having multiple trumpets for a horn section. Yeah. Yeah, you you do harmonies. They're, they're, I don't think they're doing drum harmonies. Uh, well, the the you know I've there are a handful of like big bands. The uh, the Doobie Brothers notably had two drummers. I've watched them. I've followed them. I've seen them all live, right. and I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, if you have if you want somebody playing percussion, have a percussionist shaking maracas and the rest of it. Right. But right. just two guys playing more or less the same thing side by side. You know, why? I think it's interesting that a young guy like John Mayer decides, you know, I'm going to really dedicate my career to this Grateful Dead thing, which he says he hopes to do for the rest of his life. Yeah, smart a big move. chunk is, well, money-wise, but yeah. it's just interesting yeah. that that's what you'd want to do. Yeah. I don't think he needs the money. You know what I want to do? I want to be in a in a Grateful Dead cover band. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he is. He's in the greatest Grateful Dead cover band. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Although, you know, they're, they're a, a absolutely great improvisational musical group. And he enjoys improvising, probably. I don't know. Or maybe they just get really good pot. <laughs> I do not know. I'm trying to figure out who's currently. Ah, currently Bob Weir. Yeah. Bill Kreutzman, okay. who's been their drummer forever, sure. as has Mickey Hart. Right. Uh, John Mayer. Oteil Burbridge, who's the uh, the bassist. And Jeff Cimenti. Cimenti, keyboards and backing vocals. Yeah, so Phil is not accompanying them. Again, we wish him well in all of his uh, future endeavors. God, I remember we were living in Charlotte and the Grateful Dead came through. So this was in the 90s. And I knew a bunch of people that were so into it. And I was just like, I don't care. I just don't. I mean, they were just thrilled. Yeah. And then I remember that night I went to the after party. I didn't go to the concert. Right. And everybody was sitting around and they had notes of what songs they played in what order and what what show they saw where they say, played this song for. I was just like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> well, so that's what they were into. They were into it, yeah. They were serious deadheads. You know, another, it's a thing. It's another a great improvisational band, though, is Fish. Oh, I love fish. You ever seen some weird like cult following too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Long songs. I was in love. My former girlfriend loved fish. We you know, twirled, we danced. It was great. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. That's fine. My my only other dead story, if we have time, it's a podcast. We have unlimited time. That's true. Um we could talk till next week. A bunch of my friends were deadheads, and they told me, come up to the show in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. This is back when I was, I think I was in college, going to school. And uh, and I said, well, I don't have a ticket. They say, you can always get a ticket at a dead show. Always. So I go, to, go up to Alpine Valley, which was a couple hours from my house, and uh, and I immediately started hunting for a ticket. For two and a half hours, I was begging, need one, one, looking for a miracle. Put Anybody, one ticket. Yep. Yep. One for ticket. Yep. No tickets. Could not get a single <laughs> ticket. I drove home. I actually oh. got busted for speeding on the way home. Um, by busted. A, <laughs> yeah. Out uh-huh. in Sheboygan. No, it wasn't Sheboygan, but uh, by a cop who probably had an idea where I was coming from sure. and what state I was Made in. Made some assumptions about you. Yeah, uh-huh. and but he uh, he was he couldn't have because been Because you're uh, white no, and look like the sort of person that went to a Grateful Dead I concert. I think I was dressed appropriately, but he uh, he was uh, very kind and, and, and gentle indeed and didn't, uh, didn't do anything but give me a speeding ticket. For which I was eternally grateful. Actually, it was one of those you had to pay before you left the what? state. What? Well, yeah, because they can imprison you from out of state. Well, I can't remember where was this or again. I would have had to come back for a court date. So I ended up. My parents. I couldn't get a hold of my parents. Yeah. This is pre cell phone. So I ended up on the phone with my sainted grandmother, and I had to get oh her credit God. card number to pay my $108 speeding fine to get out of the state of Wisconsin. The Cheddar Curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I think uh, this was the cop's side hustle, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Lest I, I end up in a uh, uh, Wisconsin dungeon. Granny, I'm stuck in Wisconsin. <laughs> right. I need your credit card number. I don't want to die here. Actually, I'd be happy to live and or die in Wisconsin. But yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, he's a nice cop. He, yeah. uh, again, he, uh, he was not uh, overly concerned with anything but my speed. And I for that, they, I was grateful. I didn't know they could. Enough said. I, didn't, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I didn't know they could hold Son, your you. allergies seem to be terrible. Oh, <laughs> you're right, officer. Damn. <laughs> Hay fever. <laughs> I didn't know they could hold you in a state until you pay your ticket. I can't remember precisely what the situation was, but I had to pay that fine before I left from my point of view. I might have been like ready to head back yeah. to school. Oh, right. you're driving a little fast there. Uh, yeah. Or was this you like You haven't it, been smoking any of that uh, hippie lettuce, have you there, boy? Oh, you good Lord, no. You didn't pay your fine like in a one-room, uh, <laughs> you know, jail courthouse, did yeah, it was, you? it was out back behind a tree. I Isn't that the way they, they do that? And, and he made me take off my pants. No. <laughs> he said it was procedure. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was all in the station house. Uh, it was all on the up and up, as far as right. I could tell. Yeah, this is degenerated. Well... I guess that's it. Hambone, hambone, what do you say? 